Yesterday's study was packed with a lot of lessons, as other days have been packed with a lot of lessons. We had much to learn. God revealed to us a lot of lessons. He revealed to us how to deal with our fellow man. Yesterday, we learned about oppression. Now, we learned about oppression as the Egyptians oppressing the children of Jacob, that is, the children of Israel. And I'd like to bring that home again as it was brought home yesterday in yesterday's study. I can actually be oppressing someone. You can actually be oppressing someone. So, as we study these lessons, it is advisable that we look to self. God help me. God open my eyes to see if I am guilty of these things these men of old were guilty of. Now, this is not just the unrighteous Egyptians, even righteous men of God. I hope we are taking notes. I hope we are seeking to learn from their mistakes and actually pleading to God to help us. Because to whom much is given, much is expected. Now, God is giving us all of this life knowledge. And trust me, He is expecting much from you and from me. We pleaded that the Lord would reveal to us what truth is and he did yesterday. The understanding of this thing we are guilty of saying, oh, the God of person A or the God of person B, we have seen God has corrected that wrong habit yesterday. Yesterday he told Moses, when they ask you who sent you, tell them my name is I am. And for a memorial to all generations, I am the God of Abraham, I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Jacob, to all generations. So now the one who discerns who sees the heart is the one that pronounces that he is the God of our fathers, that is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So therefore, man who does not see the heart, man who only sees the outward man, should not now then say, oh, the God of Pastor A or the God of Pastor B. God brought light into that. Yesterday also, God showed us the first appearance where man was required to put off his footwear, to put off his sandal because where he was standing, that exact spot he was standing was holy ground. Yes, we saw that yesterday. And we touched and looked back to other places where God appeared to men 
where God appeared to Abraham, where God appeared to Noah, where God appeared to even Jacob. Jacob wrestled with God. And we didn't see anything like put off your sandals or do this or do that because God is present. No. No. We only saw that yesterday. And there would be a reason for it. There surely would be a reason for it. But it wasn't stated in yesterday's study in the book of Exodus chapter 3. God is good. As we were about to start or as i had it in mind to start this podcast i said the only aim is to discover what truth is remember we have 45000 different denominations of christianity that's a lot and we want to know what truth is i hope we would have a heart of reception to receive whatever to receive all that God teaches us hi my name is Uluwa Femi and you are welcome to the gospel space yes God is good God has been very faithful as to his dealing with man he has been faithful and kind as to how he has been dealing with you and with me. God is good. God is very good. Today we'll be studying Exodus chapter 4. And I pray God will reveal to us. God will continue to reveal to us what truth is. Let us have a word of prayer and go straight into our study for today. Our Father in heaven, we thank you. We thank you for giving us life. We thank you for revealing to us what truth is. We thank you for opening up to us despite our sinful and wayward ways. We plead for the forgiveness of our sins. We plead for your Holy Spirit to join us and to enlighten us as we hear your voice. To give us a spirit of discernment and a soft heart that we may receive and a burning desire to do all that you will command us today. Thank you, Father, for we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Exodus chapter 4, the miraculous signs for Pharaoh. Then Moses answered and said, this is a continuation of that conversation Moses started with God yesterday. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. (laughs) I mean, I mean, who wouldn't run? (laughs) First off, Moses wouldn't expect it. That's the first one. And number two, it's a snake. It's a snake, not be a puppy. You understand? 
So the Lord said to Moses, reach out. Now I want us to pay attention to this because it is very important. And we would see why even after reading and in future passages. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. This is a precise instruction to reach out his hand and to take it by the tail. Now, God didn't say, pick up the snake. Since it was his rod that turned to a snake, he didn't say pick up. He said reach out and upon reaching out, take it by the tail. Meaning this snake could actually bite. If the snake can bite, it means the snake is alive. The snake is a living being. Now, there is only one person that we have read so far that can give life. When God made man, he molded him from the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Now, this snake is a living snake. We will see more. We will know more about this snake in future passages. In bracket, and he, that is Moses, reached out his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. Close bracket. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, again, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Furthermore, the Lord said to him, Now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous, like snow. And he said, Put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again, and drew it out of his bosom, and behold, it was restored like his other flesh. Then it will be, if they do not believe, nor heed the message of the first sign, that you may, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. And it shall be, if they still do not believe even these two signs, and they do not listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river and pour it on the ground. The water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. Now, are you seeing that God was very, very intentional about them? Are you seeing the creator of man Going the extra mile to convince the children of Israel that he is the one that sent Moses. Before this is a pattern, before this is an example to us, I'd like to say this. Now, do you remember the condition or the reason why Moses fled? He fled because he killed an Egyptian soldier. And the ones he thought to defend, or the ones he yeah, the one he thought to defend, they were accusing him that 
you are not prince over us you are not better than we are one can even almost say they, they, they openly said to him that no 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 you are not one of us you are one of the royal persons now god was sending moses back to these people who first of all didn't appreciate <laughs> before someone can appreciate they have to recognize that you are even fighting for them they did not recognize that he was on their side and they also rejected his effort blaming him tagging him a murderer so i think i can understand moses worries that see no condition is right for me no condition is right for me yes yes you have given me the assurance that i should meet the elders of the land and they would speak to the people but how would i even convince the elders of the land that you have sent me how would they believe that god sent a murderer when god showed him the signs show them now the lesson to us the pattern to us is do you see a righteous god doing everything possible to convince his people that he is the one that sent Moses. Do you see it? Now I'm, I'm I'm saying this, I'm saying this repeatedly because I am guilty and a lot of us are. I don't want to say you are guilty, but a lot of us are, and I am also guilty of when I am doing something, when I'm dealing with people and I'm dealing honestly, there is this attitude I give of like if you like believe, if you like no believe. I don't I don't make that extra effort to convince the person that what I am doing is true and I am getting my own rebuke. As I read, as we study this pattern, God is laying down for us. God wants us to be perfect. God wants us to return to that image of man before sin. Oh, I pray your hearts will be softened and I pray my hearts will be softened. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before, neither, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, Who has made man mute? Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes man mute or deaf? Or who is the one that has made those that see or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore, go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall see. Now at this point, it sounds like Moses is now is he has gone beyond he, he he was not reluctant and unwilling to go he felt like he wasn't the man to do this oh weak man weak man the title of today's podcast is very intentional and it is for this reason and many other reasons that we will see as we study. This is acknowledgement. If 
you are born with a deformity or whatever know that it is god that created you and he is aware of your condition my friend all things not some things all things work together for the good of those that fear god is aware of problems is aware of our unspoken outcry he is aware of everything don't be discouraged but he said oh my lord please send by the hand of whomever also you may send is now rejecting so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? Hmm. He knows all things. I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and, re- and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. And I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people. And he himself shall be as a mouth for you. And you shall be to him as God. Moses wouldn't be God. He will be as God to Aaron. Now, there is a need to call the different attributes of God that we have been studying. The different attributes of God, God has been revealing to us. The things of himself that he has been showing. You know, in this response to Moses as to his rejection, to go on the assignment God had instructed him to go. God revealed a lot. He revealed a lot to Moses. That see, I know the end from the beginning. His brother was still in Egypt when God was telling him, in that burning bush, that your brother Aaron, first of all, I know him. Now, I will tell you, he would see you He will come to you and he will kiss you. Oh, God is good. God is good. Now, before we move on, we see that God was intentional. Do you think God wasn't aware of Aaron's, all these things Aaron's would have put out as an excuse not to go on this errand? Yes, God would know. God would have known and yet and yet God still picked Moses when God calls you to do an assignment lay upon him your weakness in fact I think that's the best thing that you realize your weakness and you lean totally 
upon him. That he, the one who knows the end from the beginning, will do all things according to his will. And God said, And you shall take the rod in your hand, with which you shall do the signs. God is good. God is very good. Today, I would have my brother, I would play a poem from my brother, Oluwatobi Fawemi. The title of the poem is titled, The Old Stick. I hope you will be blessed by that poem. And please, please, if you need uh, the audio, if you need me to send you the poem, you can always reach out to me. I will be glad to send it to you. My contact plus two three four seven nine four six three zero eight one. You can send me a message via WhatsApp. I will be glad to share the poem with you. So Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go and return to my brothers who are in Egypt and see whatever they and see whether they are still alive. Now, a side note. It's interesting that his father-in-law is the only one that God actually reveals to us his full name. Well, maybe this is part of his full name, but we have two names. Remember, his name is Ruel and he is also Jethro. So now I do not know which one is the surname. <laughs> I think I think Ruel will be the surname. So Jethro Ruel. Mm. It's interesting. It's very interesting. And this is a man who is not an Israelite. That we are privileged to actually know two of his names. This is very, very interesting. Very interesting. So Jethro, Jethro said to Moses, go in peace. Now, the Lord said to Moses in Midian, go Return to Egypt, for all the men who sought your life are dead. Then Moses took his wife and sons and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. And the Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, See that you do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand. But I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Let me take that again. And I, that is God, will harden his heart so that he, Pharaoh, will not let the people go go we must be careful not to assume as we read such a statement from god remember remember exodus chapter 3 verse 19 we had it in our notes yesterday and this is the time to bring it back exodus chapter 3 verse 19 when God was speaking with Moses 
at that burning bush. They were not at Egypt. At that burning bush, God said, But I am sure, beyond every doubt, that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. Now, do you see the clarity in Exodus chapter 3 verse 19? Before getting to Egypt, God already told Moses in that conversation they had at that burning bush. That I know, I know, I see the end from the beginning and I know Pharaoh will not let you go no matter the wonder that will be wrought in his sight. So, Reading that yesterday and reading this, now we know that it's not God that was by himself uh, doing things to make to by himself hardening the heart of Pharaoh. No. It is that God has seen the end from the beginning that is now telling uh, Moses that I will harden his heart. Meaning Pharaoh will harden his heart and not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I say to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed, I will kill your son, your firstborn. Now, this is the first thing this is the first thing, this is the first wonder God wanted to do. God wanted to perform in the sight of Pharaoh. And we will, but, but, but before this happens, we will see the mercy of God play out upon the sinful Pharaoh of Egypt. Let us go on. Let me not be too forward. God is good. And it came to pass on the way in the encampment that the Lord met and sought to kill him, that is Moses. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at Moses' feet and said, Surely you are a husband of blood to me. So, so he, that is the angel, so he let him go. Then she said, you are a husband of blood because of the circumcision. Oh, God is good. God has made sure we are not left in darkness. God has made sure that we have no reason to assume. Do you remember when God had a covenant with Abraham, the father of Israel? The father of Isaac and even the father of Jacob. Do you remember the covenant? Circumcision. Circumcision is that covenant. And God told him, at the age of nine, you must circumcise every male child. Moses is part of that seed. It's part of the seed of Jacob. Moses is an Israelite. But Zipporah, 
she is not an Israelite. She is a Midianite. And God established that covenant with the Israelite. So now, since there was a union between an Israelite and uh, the Midianite, he should have circumcised his two sons at the age of nine. The covenant of God is sure. The covenant of God is everlasting. The covenant of God is eternal. Entering into that covenant with Abraham, he said, this will be a sign between me and you to all generations. Now, I don't know and I cannot answer whether Moses forgot or whether he just didn't want to do it. I don't know. But we see that he has now done it. Now in a painful way. Now in a painful way. And the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So, now, this is a powerful statement. Do you see that God could also appear to Aaron as he appeared to Moses? Oh, my dear friend, when God calls you, when God gives you an assignment to carry out, he is intentional. Don't be like Moses who thought to himself that, ah, despite all the wickedness I've done, despite all the sin I've committed, can, can I actually do these things? Can I actually do, can, am I worthy to carry out an assignment for God's sake? Oh, my dear friends, we must learn, I must learn that God does not make any mistake. No, no, he does not make any mistake. When God puts you in a position or when God gives you a charge to carry out an assignment, we must not look upon self, but look upon him who has given us that assignment and plead that he helps us as we go. Now the Lord said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met with him in the mountain of God and kissed him, as God said. So Moses said, said, uh, so, uh, so, so, excuse me. So Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord, who are all the words of the Lord, which he has sent him and all the signs which he has commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spoke to uh, spoke the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then he did the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. They realized that God was present and God had taken up their case. 
and they bowed and worshipped. God is good. God is very good. Are we seeing how God is dealing with man? Are we learning from this life, from the life, from the mistakes of these men of old? Mind you, of these great men of old. Are you learning, my friend? Are you learning? I pray for the Holy Spirit that would prompt us to do that we may learn from the mistakes that we may learn to trust as they trusted in our Lord in our God in the father of Abraham in the father of Isaac and even in the father of Jacob A word of encouragement to be coming from the book of Romans, Romans chapter 15, Romans chapter 15, verse 5. Now, may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another, according to Christ Jesus. My dear friends, do have a wonderful day. Please enjoy the poem. God bless you. Let me tell you a story. One day I sat down to ponder life, its twists, its turns, and the unknown. My weary one mind was drawn to the story of a man we know. His name was Moses. I was not exactly drawn to the man, but to his stick. You see, it was just a plain old wood that he picked. There was nothing special about it. It looked old and rough. It was only good enough for helping with stuff. And so it was. It wasn't found in the palace of the king, nor would it have qualified as expensive furniture. It was born often through the desert, fully sanded, by the sun and by the wind seasoned. Its edges were partly torn, its frame as one old and worn. It was owned by a wanderer, by a man tagged a murderer who fled from his people that he thought to save. Its owner was too troubled his sin to brave. Its vibrant years of green life had long been stopped when it was cut down. It was old, old, simile of no use now. Yet, it became a symbol that commanded respect, for God chose to use it. It was honored by men, for the Creator God chose it. Now, consider that stubborn peril was schooled by the stick. To this old stick, the Red Sea patted in two and stood on its feet. It broke the rock for many to drink. Amalek caved as it was raised on a hill, and it was known as the rod of the mighty God still. And so to myself, I addressed my speech. Do not worry yourself about life's complexities. God is God, 
He is supreme. None can contend with him. He is fond of confounding the wise with foolish things. Objects rejected and only fit for the beaten. And if so, I know that when he acts, he doesn't need a PhD or the highest degree in anything. He doesn't need 10 years of experience to get you a job or any good thing. He factors it all. He is the king.